and welcome to our latest Tap Talks HR podcast. This time we're talking to Andy Roberts about the future of coaching and its impact on people and business results. Welcome, Andy. Hi, Anthony. Thank you for having me along once again. No worries at all. So we're talking this time around coaching and development between the one person and another. So why are we talking about this interesting topic right now? Well, I think coaching is at a crossroads, really. So if I think about how coaching coaching has come along in the past, uh, one-on-one conversations face-to-face, I think the future is really bright with the opportunity to use collaboration technologies and platforms to really diversify the availability of coaches and peer coaching across organisations. And so I think whereas in the past coaching was very much the thing that senior executives or leaders had done to them, actually with the tools and techniques available now, coaching can happen at all levels very quickly and be a very powerful tool to enhance business results. So thinking that coaching has been around for a while now in its modern form, so thinking about with the future and everything, what do you think makes coaching still relevant today and in the future? I think coaching is probably more relevant now than ever. If you look at how organisations have transformed their uh, learning and development to a lot of self-paced, self-based learning, coaching becomes the the way of enabling learning to happen. So rather than teaching people what to do, people can help each other figure out what needs to happen with that content that they've learned. So I think there's lots of opportunities going forward for coaching to be used across organisations now more than ever. So I think the time is right for that to become more mainstream, really. Okay, and um, you mentioned this a little bit earlier. So the role of technology, I think that probably is going to be one of the things that that changes the way we think of the concept of coaching. So what have you seen out there, being a coach yourself, that actually you might be doing differently now to say five or ten years ago and you're thinking about doing differently in the future? Well, so the first thing from an organisational perspective that I'm noticing is that coaching uh, practices in organisations used to be very uh, localised. So, for example, in the UK, you'd have a you know a southeast team of uh, coaches with external coaches or even internal coaches versus a Northern England or a Scotland. Uh, the thing that technology is allowing now is really people from all across organizations to connect and I know as a coach I've been coaching people all over the place for a long time with Skype Um, but things like WebEx and online platforms it's really easy to peer coach across organizations and in fact I think people have become more open to doing that kind of thing and even doing not necessarily even synchronous coaching but asynchronous coaching so I can uh, be coaching somebody in the Philippines on a different time zone and they can have a problem I can listen to a recording of their problem and then I can blast them two or three questions that will help them think through their solutions and we can keep the dialogue going over a series of days rather than necessarily uh, in the moment so that's the first thing uh, the second thing is I think there's a lot of information available now so uh, online internal uh, learning libraries ebooks resources can really help um, empower the coaching conversation so as a coach I'm helping people across the world, but also I don't have to spend so much time with them because I can get them to go and self-learn and self-coach to some extent as well. So I think there's lots of opportunities to self-coach now with technologies. 
Um, again, I'm thinking back to recently, you know, Google and its uh, artificial intelligence. But lots of organisations have got platforms now that will help people self-coach effectively. So that's another area. Uh, and then the third thing, which comes back to I think pretty much every conversation that we have, Anthony, which is um, people can get rid of the admin stuff that they've got to do or have less of admin burden, and that allows them to have time for quality coaching conversations rather than doing yet more email, yet more meetings, or yet more PowerPoint updates, status reports, etc. That's, that's interesting stuff, and I think you can, yeah, a wealth of information there. Um, so one thing that I was thinking about when you were uh, talking there was actually about external coaching versus internal coaching because you talked about teams of coaches that used to be in the southeast of England and in Scotland etc and but then you were talking about peer coaching and self coaching which to me is almost like um, an ability inside an organization to be self-sustaining in the art of coaching so where do you think we are in the in the, the sliding scale of the volume of coaching externally versus internally compared to the past and what could be in the future? Oh, I think um, if you go back a few years, coaching was very much, certainly at an executive senior level done by ex- external executive coaches. I think that's still going to remain because I think having that outside challenger is always a good thing. But where I see we'll see the shift particularly is uh, middle to lower management and even uh, individual contributor coaching, which doesn't really happen too much now because of the cost of it, particularly using external. So I think there'll be a lot more internal peer-driven coaching at lower levels in the organisation. And then as you go up the organisation, there'll still be probably be some external, but probably less of it. So I think the, the opportunity is that middle to lower management where we can start to do more powerful internal coaching programs which are already happening but i just think that it's going to become even more uh, in the marketplace and and yeah i think you're right and i think back five years to when um i introduced an internal coaching program into one of the the previous employers i worked for in my role as head of talent and we used external coaches to come in and train some of our internal talent to be coaches peer-to-peer and I think that's an interesting um, area and I think it really brings the quality of that coaching assignment inside into the organization what about line managers and coaching how do you see them evolving in the future Um, where's their part to play in this this world so this is for me probably one of the biggest bugbears I have with uh, line managers. So if I look across a whole range of organisations that I work with, um, they're so stuck in what they have to do in terms of admin and meetings and these kinds of things and they don't actually spend a lot of time developing and coaching their people because they've got so many other things that they think are more important to do. I think the great opportunity is really to free up line managers to spend more quality coaching time with their people. So there's a couple of things there. One is giving them the technologies to do that. And then the second thing is is upskilling them in their coaching capacity to do real you know, coach-driven conversations rather than classical tell conversations. So I think those are the two things. But I would love to see, and I think there's a great opportunity for those line managers just to be doing a lot more coaching rather than all of the other things that they have to do. So um, that's the, the big thing I would love to see change in organisations. Yeah, and I think it's one of those those big topics for learning and development teams inside of organisations because actually for t- to be able to coach someone, it needs to be a subject that they know already. So I think there's that, that knowledge and skills transfer to make sure that your people are 
are trained to the right level to allow the line manager then to use coaching as a way to stretch their thinking and really engage them into um, their roles and and their part in in the, the workforce thinking about self-coaching uh, and you were talking about resources that are more freely available now um, can you think of one or two of those resources that might be useful to pass on to the listeners to this podcast as where they could start going around to start building their own go-to library well i could but i don't really want to be recommending any particular commercial organization but i just think there's lots of uh, resources out there in terms of portals that give you information and then get you to think through it i mean um there's a whole ton of them uh, but fundamentally self-coaching is about um, thinking through a situation or a task and what you could be doing differently so there's lots of resources around great coaching techniques questions resources for micro learning around specific topics and I think one of the things I'm noticing now is a lot more of micro learning or micro content uh, linked to then self-coaching questions that's available um, the other thing I think tapping into well it's not always necessarily self-coaching uh, but there's lots of communities of practice so you can actually get coached for free or for very little by other people um, so any you know, community of practice type uh, location there's lots of peer coaching opportunities out there so I think there's a lot of self-coaching opportunities resources but also a lot of uh, free peer coaching opportunities as well so so basically there, there's there can be communities out there you can join maybe like a LinkedIn community to try find out some information or find someone they could work from you're talking about there's there's paid platforms that you can go to which we we recommend none and all at the same time um and also but there's there's obviously uh, paper resources and 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 books etc that, that you could go to for all these yeah i mean exactly i mean and also i think part of that is is the, the leader or the manager being open and aware of doing this and recognizing the value that this brings so um, i had an experience last week uh, on twitter someone was talking about um the value of feedback and how organizations need to have more feedback and i and i picked them a message saying here's some stuff i've written around feedback feel free to use it happy to discuss you know and this this gentleman is in the u.s and he said oh could we have a can we have a chat I said yep we'll find the space and we spent you know 15 minutes i gave him some feedback on his model his concept around feedback and then we did a 15 minutes of uh, coaching around where he's trying to take his his feedback model and his book um and so if you're out there on platforms like linkedin and twitter you actually co you can create coaching opportunities for yourself and actually go and help other people people and I think it's a bit of a reciprocal relationship and there are platforms now but I just can't remember the name of it where you can basically say I'm free from this time to this time if you want to have a chat about something more than happy to help um, so there are platforms where you can find people who are just willing for fun for free um, to help you out with things okay so we've got lots of stuff here and everything so if I'm looking into the future say five or ten years from now um, as a coach yourself um, and thinking about the whole world of coaching that we're thinking about here what do you think we'll see and hear in the world of coaching that might be different to today or might be optimized compared to where it is today easier and faster access to other coaches uh, into inside organizations or outside of the organizations that would be the first thing I mean there have been clunky portals around for this for a long time but I just think there'll be a lot more uh, dynamism around actually being able to connect and, and find coaches uh, the second thing is I think there'll be generally an upskilling of coaching as an, and actually knowing what 
quality coaching is. I still think quite a lot of coaching out there is particularly clunky and not well done. So I think the the competence of coaching will be risen in, in about five years' time. So we'll be hearing and seeing a lot more um, powerful coaching. And the third thing I think we'll be seeing is... Um, coaching will be recognised as one of the main ways of developing people in organisations of any size. Right now, I still think, it, to be honest, it's the domain of large organisations and the bigger end of medium organisations. I think in the future, we'll be seeing organisations of all sizes tapping into coaches globally and using coaching as a way of developing people and business performance. Uh, yeah, and I think um, I'll add on to that. I think it'll become a bit more of the central culture of the management and leadership of an organization. Uh, I'm lucky enough to travel around from from different businesses in different parts of their maturity uh, to to see the culture inside of organizations. And I think very much that the startup or the uh, companies that were founded five or 10 years ago, if you look at their culture, it's a very collaborative, peer-to-peer coaching culture compared to those that are probably much more established, which are almost stuck in the process. So if you want to learn and develop, there's a process you follow. And I think it's almost that free and open coaching collaboration kind of culture that actually I think will come to the fore, which still needs obviously some input about getting people understanding what is and what isn't coaching. Absolutely. So what do you think um, HR leaders and business leaders could be doing right now to take their organizations no matter what size on this journey towards a better effective coaching culture Um, three things not surprisingly (laughs) the first one um, free up managers to allow them to have quality coaching time the second thing is model great coaching from the top of the organization downwards so leaders lower down will tend to do what they see leaders higher up doing so i think they should be modeling great coaching across the organization and then the third thing i think is really uh, upskilling their own people to be effective coaches so doing setting up coaching academies internally setting up coach training giving access to people to coaching mentors to really raise the level so those would be the three things so free up the admin burden to allow great coaching model great coaching so they see it being done and upskill people to be great coaches I think that's a, that's a great shopping list for a HR professional or business leader who's listening in right now. Uh, I think we we all to think about the technologies about freeing up managers' time and everything by taking the admin burden away. But I think too often when we're we're in the middle of a crisis, we don't model the behaviours at the senior end of an organisation, which we could do to really demonstrate the power. Uh, of of empowering your people to solve the crisis for you and i think upskilling your people is 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 the key and i remember in my organization where i introduced the internal coaching program it was quite often the more junior coaches that had that natural competence of being amazing at asking the right questions and getting the best out of the people they coached Absolutely. I know from all of the coach training I've done and I've delivered, you don't have to be the expert to be a great coach. You have to be great at asking amazing, powerful questions. And often the people lower down uh, because they don't know the content, they've got that capacity and they also don't have that fear of, of embarrassing themselves with those powerful questions. Well, Andy, once again, out of time. I hope my questions were amazing and powerful for you today. And um, thanks again for your time. And uh, 
to everyone listening out there. Thank you very much. Um, if you have any feedback, if you want to join the conversation with either me or Andy, then do please leave some feedback. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear the latest from Tap Talks HR. Andy, is there anything you'd just like to finish off on? No, thanks for listening, really. And if you have got questions, we're more than happy to keep the dialogue going. So thanks, Anthony, for your time, and thank you for listening. Bye thank for you now. very much, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye.